Hello, this is uh, Rylan. This is Brian, and you're listening to Three Minutes of Meditation, Season 2, Episode 2. And, uh, Rylan, how was last week? It was, uh, it was eventful. Traveled to the happiest of valleys and have returned. This is a pretty quick turnaround for us in the podcast world, so. Yeah, this is, I think this is the first time we've done, like, a week after the one we did since, like, early spring last year. It's been a while. You know, after after we got the seven plays in two days. We got, yeah, and we got a lot of um, listenership for the season, episode one of season two, so wanted to deliver. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we respond to the audience, or at least we tried to. And uh, before we get into this, this uh, first random Wikipedia article, we should mention it is Wikipedia's 20th birthday. So, uh, you know, we, the show, I would, it would be possible, but much diminished. In fact, the, the statistics show that most people only listen for the Wiki Welcome. Really? Yeah. Oh, or, well, no, like they do and then they skip. But I mean, we only have seven people, and it was like 25% that skipped certain parts. And you know, the Wiki Welcome is a fun part anyways. So, thank you, Wikipedia. Here's to 20 years. Happy birthday. I would drink if I could, but I don't have anything. There's this old tea right here. Oh, and before we jump into the Wiki Welcome, um, a follow-up for last week. Uh, We're still recording in the same location as last week, and the bagel has not moved. And the knife is also still covered in the cream cheese that it was covered in last week when we recorded the last podcast. So, um, Laskowski, please go downstairs and collect the bagel. See, this is why it's good I'm leaving the house, because I feel like the house will just... The more people are here, the, the quicker it goes into decay. So, I'm jumping ship. We'll touch on that later. Don't worry. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving and never coming back. Now. <laughs> Random article. <laughs> Alright, our first one is the 1971 Gillette Cup. Wow. In what the a 1971 article. Gillette Cup was the ninth Gillette Cup in English Limited Overs County Cricket Tournament. You know, we've done a cricket one before, haven't we? Yeah, I think we did. And we, I think I distinctly remember us saying, wow, I have no clue what cricket is. And we were thinking... No, I know what cricket is. How, how does I don't cricket know how it's work? Okay. Well, actually, I kind of do. You have, like, a pitcher, but he has to... It's like he pitches like he's bowling, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like baseball where you want it to stay in the air. You, like, it has to hit the ground. And then it's not like baseball where, where there's foul lines. Like, the whole field is playable. Uh-huh. Also, don't quote me on any of this, but I'm pretty sure it's right. And they don't have gloves. You have to catch barehanded. And there's only one base. Like, you run to a base and you run back. I don't know. It I remember talking to a British person about it, and she was like, oh, cricket's amazing. You just sit there all day, drink tea, and you don't give a shit about the game. That sounds like polo. Which yeah. Polo? <laughs> polo is great. Or horse racing. Like, if you ever go to the Preakness... They have, like, the main event, but before that, there's, like, 10, 20 other races. Yeah. And, you know, if you're, like, a gambler, then that's what you're all about. But if you're not, you just hang around, and you're like, you know, I'm just drinking, uh, dang, I forget the drink. Oh, the Black Eyed Susan. Yes. You just drink those, and you you get the glasses, dude, the Preakness glasses, those are some good glasses. Do you get to keep them, or you have to buy them? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you need to buy them, but it has every Preakness winner. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, for like all the years, and they have like a pretty cool album. But to jump back into the 1971 Gillette Cup, 
<laughs> yes. Do you think this is sponsored by Gillette, the uh, shaving company? I would guess. You think Gillette existed in 71? I don't know, but Gillette, on my 18th birthday, sent me a free razor. That's pretty cool. Now, I've yet to buy a new razor because, Does you know, it think people just start growing hair at 18 and not before that, or is it just like... No, I think it's just like, you know, welcome to manhood. Yeah. But I think it's a really good move because I vowed to only buy Gillette for the rest of my life. Okay. I don't, I don't buy bankrupt. corporate control like that. I get Harry's razors. Yeah, but I mean, you know, razors like a pretty cheap part of your life. and mm, It depends. I haven't shaved in a while, so. Yeah, no, like I don't think I'm going to buy one for another few years. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll break the promise. You know, Gillette, this is not a legally binding contract. But, all right, well. We've discussed a lot of this <laughs> there. I think we really touched on cricket and it's deep in most... Well, Intense really, it was the Gillette Cup, you know? Yeah. All right. Just like... Oh, yes. This is another... This is a good one right here. Back in England. Um, Millgrove Railway Station, in parentheses, England. This is important to note because there's also one in Melbourne. And it is not the Melbourne one. Um, it's said to have been in use during the First World War, so it's, it's pretty old. Um, First World War is old. What is your thoughts on the Millgrove Railway Station? I think rails, rail, railroad cars, rails in general are pretty cool. Apparently, America, I mean, that was our thing, right? Like, we built the transcontinental rail, not to get away from England or anything, but, you know, America. We're better. Much cooler. Much better. And, you know, they, they had the, the trolley cars, like, we have the trolley trail now. Uh, and the then in the trail. 50s... <clears throat> The metro, auto, the, the metro. No, but the automotive industry in the fifties basically just said, "Yeah, rails are awful because they're not flexible. We Thank can you. just build roads everywhere." Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yeah, and so then we just built roads, and although, the, but the other thing about America and rails, because everyone's you know high speed rail is all the thing these days, but America is very like you know found on the principle of liberty and private property, so the government can take property away, but. To build rails, like you need a straight shot for a while. And I think it's just hard to do that nowadays. Well, some interesting dates on the Millgrove Railway Station. It was opened in 1903 and it closed in 1963. So that kind of um, kind of is consistent with that the date and time. But um, JFK was shot that year. 1963? Yeah. Ah, oh, sad year. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's been transformed by housing in recent years. Was this a long railway or a short one? I don't really... You know, I think this is probably a line into the city, into London, it really looks like. Or uh, sort of kind of jumping around here. It got run down. It was the track of the Iron Masters. Wow. You think that's because iron ore, coal, and limestone traveled along this, this train? This railway? I think it was. It's just a guess. It also says that in the Wikipedia article. General goods and passenger services were provided, but very small beer compared with mineral traffic. I don't understand that sentence. That sounds like a British uh, <laughs> saying. It Do you think it's talking about like beer, the beverage? It says, but we're very small beer compared with mineral traffic. Wow, that's... Yeah, <laughs> I think it's basically that. saying that it's it's very small in comparison to mineral traffic. It's I guess so. Intriguing. 
Well, you know, England, they've taken a lot of our time, so we're going to go on to the next one. Watch us get another England one here. Oh, that's it. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, our next random article is Fatso the Bear. And he's a cartoon bear that uh, first appeared in Hunger Strife in 1960. His final appearance was in 1961, The Bear and the Bees. And, um... Wait, isn't that... Oh, the birds and the bees. I but guess this is the bear and the bees. The bear and the bees. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a copy of Humphrey the Bear, which is a Disney cartoon, and it. Uh, I don't really understand its relevance. Where did it? You know, where did it take place? What? It's a Walter Lance cartoon. Maybe our listeners can touch on that, but um. But they're not here. No, so, <laughs> and by the way, that was the entire article. Yeah, I, I read I'm lo- I'm looking at this bear and it's very concerning. He's a red bear. There's a female bear. Wait, how do you know the red one is Fatso? Well, it's fat. You don't. You think the female bear is Fatso the bear? I guess the red one looks slightly larger. He also has flowers, so you know. That's what my dad said. Flowers always an appropriate gift. You know, you you make cookies. Maybe someone's allergic to peanut butter or sugar. You don't think someone's ever allergic to flowers? I don't know. All I know is dad is always right. <laughs> That's fair. That's a good point. Well, to touch back on... I would add on... to that list, wine. I feel like no one ever turns down wine. Even if they're allergic, they can just put it in a cabinet and be like, look at my wine collection. That's true. I feel like some people aren't big wine drinkers, but wine is always a good thing you can offer to guests. Yeah, like if you're going to a dinner, you just walk in, you're like, oh, what do they bring? Wine. Right. And if the wine sits in your cabinet too long, it becomes vinegar. Then you have vinegar to cook with. <laughs> It's brilliant, really. Um, Fats of the Bear was an egg napper. I kind of am interested to know what the plot of egg napper was. Yeah, well, you know. What are we going to do? Watch it? Might, maybe. We might watch it. <laughs> I'm intrigued to know if he egg naps. Do you think this was a children's cartoon? No. You think this was like rated M for mature? I have no clue. The fact that the first one's called Hunger Strife is very concerning to me. Also, I don't think they allowed mature content in the 60s. Do you so. think? That's true. It probably was a children's <laughs> Probably was a children's cartoon teaching children about hunger strikes and hunger strife. Alright, well, that about does it for the uh, Wiki Welcome. Thank you, Wikipedia. 20 years. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, I mean, continue on. <laughs> <laughs> Rest all right so on to the meta middle and for our first question um this is actually a question i hear at the end of every how i built this podcast you know if uh, guy raz ever wants to have me on as a guest be more than willing to guy we know you're listening provide (laughs) provide that podcast camaraderie but uh, he always ends the show with asking the person you know, you build this successful business, great thing. How much do you think was due to luck and how much do you think was due to, like, hard work, talent, etc.? So, um, to you, Rylan, just in general, not one specific thing, but just in general, how much do you think luck is attributable to success? Oh, 70% at least. So a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess you like the lottery, so I guess I oh, should expect I that. I love playing the lottery. <laughs> I haven't bought a lottery ticket in a while. No, but I think that that only is that so high because it goes back to the 
like your birth and like all of those circumstances play in pretty heavily and then you have to get lucky even if you have the perfect life you know you got to get lucky in you know who you meet how you meet them the circumstances of your project or whatever maybe you meet the right person but it's 10 years too early you know so luck plays a huge role and then hard work is the little bit that puts you over the top yeah i think um in once a runner for the uh, the runner people that have read that book i think he talks about that is like you know he's like trying to get to the top and he's like yeah you gotta win the genetic lottery then you gotta win the like um early life lottery and then you gotta like work your ass off and then you gotta like you know get lucky and not get hurt and etc cetera, etc cetera. but the one thing i will say i think my philosophy of like luck's role in success i think it was a hockey player who said it one time and he said he said uh this thing called like he got a goal near the end of the game that was like a fluke goal and the reporter's asking him after the game like oh like you know lucky goal he got there at the end he's like ah that's that's smart luck that's not luck and he he defines smart luck as like he's put in work for so long for so many years that he knows where it's gonna go and yeah it's just like he's since it's like a mixture of karma and like um the work that it takes to get to that point because he had to do a lot of work to get into that position to even have a shot at making that and then he, it's also like I've been doing it for so long that eventually it was gonna happen. Like I've just I've been beating that for so long I was gonna catch my break eventually, or like get that goal. It's like when you see a behind the back shot in lacrosse and you're like that is just that guy got super lucky and you're like all right well everything in his life that led up to the fact that he got recruited to play on this team and then everything he's done on this team that got him to be in the position to be out on the field and then everything he did on the field to get him in a position for his teammates to trust him with the ball and then everything he did to trust himself to do the behind the back shot and then there's still that small chance that the goalie was anticipating it but you know where that that ball was going to be did you have any luck this season this weekend at Penn State uh, well, this is draws into my meta middle question. Ah, if you wanna, good transition. You wanna jump in? All right, so uh, Penn State went all right. I think I I'm very fortunate to have the. I mean, this comes down to the luck. And you're very fortunate to have the opportunity that I have. Um, There's a lot of luck getting me to that point, to the point, getting to the starting line for sure. Um, but I still did not break nine minutes in the three k, which is quite frustrating. I think I've done it. I think I've run nine, between nine minutes and like nine minutes and five seconds, like six or seven times in the past three years. So we're getting really close. So, but my, my perspective on it is, you know, you take a goal and you break your goal into bite-sized pieces and then you just control what you can control and keep going that way. So Brian, how do you attack goals? How do you keep everything manageable and don't get overwhelmed with goals? I think I had this exact conversation with my high school coach my last season of cross country my senior year in high school. And it's because, like, your nine minutes was 16 in the 5K for me at that time. Mm-hmm. And I came in really fit, and I ran, like, 16, 16, 16, 15, like, the first race. And I 
but then I like didn't break sixteen ten for the rest of the season, and I kind of like got hurt before counties. And so then we had one more race at the end, NXR. The shirt I'm wearing right now, actually. <laughs> and I was talking to him two weeks before about, like, you know, I came in all fit. Like, what's going on? And he's like, look, man, like, you just, you're overthinking it. Like, you're fit. Like, you have all this. You just got to, like, go out there and just, like, forget about it and run. And so... It, you know, you like, you listen to that and you're like, that's such stupid advice. But I feel like sometimes you just need to hear that. Cause like, I feel like I've had that approach that you've had of like, all right, this is 16. These are how many miles I need to run to this summer and like going in here. And the reason I got hurt that season was because I was doing workouts on Sundays uh-huh. to like, you know, try and get ahead that way. That's not a good idea. Yeah, it was not. That's why I got hurt. (laughs) Do not recommend. So, but uh, I think that's, I think, again, like you have the opportunity to race a lot this season, but, um, and uh, I feel like my training might get disrupted here in the next couple weeks and like this injury that seems to be somewhat nagging on me. I feel like you just got to sometimes have the mentality like, look, I'm fit. I know what to do. You just got to like put it on. I just remember on the starting line, the previous, this is a really long monologue, but, but basically like I just forgot about it and I just went out and I ran hard and I cared about it. You got to care about it. Yeah. But then you, you like, you can't, at some point you just got to be like, look, I'm ready. I can do this and then go do it. You just got to see like, I'm thinking you got to control what you can control and trust yourself and it'll come yeah it'll come big things are right, you going to move on to the final meta middle question true alright I'm going to think of this one on the spot um I have a, a more lighthearted one if you want me to oh yeah default Ryan's first episode with two meta middle questions alright memory foam yeah <laughs> if mattresses can remember things Yes. What else can remember things? And should we be concerned about that? Are you talking about non-living things? Yeah, like rocks. Um, Matt Laskowski. Can these <laughs> things... <laughs> if they can remember stuff, are we in trouble? Wow, yeah, that, that's a really good question because no one can answer it, but we can. Exactly. <laughs> that's really what this segment is about. Um, wait, so is the question, can other things remember things, or is it they can... And is, should that be of concern? Well, I think the proof of concept is memory foam. Oh, true, true. So if it's memory anime. foam can remember things, then obviously other things can remember things. And yeah. are we concerned about that? Well, that was kind of the centerpiece of the Mongolian religion at the time of Genghis Khan. Okay. They had like, the religion was very much based on like, there was spirits in all like things like trees, rocks, planes, sky. Okay. It wasn't like monotheism. They might not have had planes in the Mongol era. Yeah, they did. Airplanes? No, no, no. Like the planes, like the geographic landscape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. And so, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, like, I think it's a very spiritual idea. And so to answer that, like, no, I don't think you should be concerned. That's good. Um, cause you know, the Mongols weren't and they fucking kicked ass for a few centuries back then. Um, so that's a good slogan. If the Mongols weren't concerned, then you shouldn't be concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should be concerned of the Mongols. 
But if you're the Mongols... Then don't be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. If my last name was Khan, I would just, you know, I would know. I've got that clout. You could still be related to... I, I still could. <laughs> That's what's scary. There's possibility. All right. Okay. On to the uh, current conclusion. I think we need to hit on the big, the big icebreaker in the room. Um... Brian, where are you going? Are you where are you disappearing to? Why? What is this hint? What is happening? Yeah. Can we? How much can we reveal? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I think. Well, I'm I'm going north, to a state that begins with the letter M. Alaska. Oh, shit, you got me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I've been told by so many people, especially my sister. My sister's told me so many times, like starting last spring. Um, like, oh, school's online. Like, you could just, you know, like, drive around the country and, like, you know, take classes online. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> now I'm, I'm pulling the trigger. That's a good, I mean, that's a good plan. Do you have a strong schedule? You think you have a schedule that's compatible for something like that? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing is I don't know how long I'm going to be there. You're just going to feel it out, kind of see what the plan yeah. is. Well, you know, the person I'm going up there knows about this podcast. So, <laughs> we will, I, I'm definitely, I will not overstay my welcome. That is my, oh, yeah. my first uh, goal, but I'll, I'll be up there for at least four or five days, I think. That's um, good. And at the very least, you know, it's, it's a trip where you get to see some friends. Yeah. And uh, kind of have fun before the semester really gets into full swing. I'm really hoping, well, I'm not, I'm pretty confident the, the, Han, the fit is going to take whatever comes at it, you know. I mean, it'd be some snow. Yeah, that's that's the concern, right. but... I don't think it's that bad. I mean, there was a little bit in Pennsylvania, but it, it wasn't really anything to be worried about, and you still have a long way to go after Pennsylvania, so... Yeah. I feel like it is, it is only January. I think maybe you shouldn't be concerned until you get really up into the you know. north. Once you get out of the mid-Atlantic... Boston. Uh, those places, I don't know. That area might be of concern. Oh, also, it's western Massachusetts, so even less snow plowing. We'll see. Maybe I'll have to, like, hitchhike halfway through. Just, like, get out of the car. and then... Honda fits on its roof. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe yeah. I'll get... I'll get I have faith. I have faith in the Honda Fit. It got us to Washington and back, so... Yeah, dude, that... I still... That was so crazy. I'll, I'll remember, always remember the guy. We were in Portland. We got out of the car. He's like, y'all from Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we ran into the guy in Colorado that was driving back, too. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he was... We were only, like, another... But he was surprised hours. you put the rocket box on the Honda Fit. Oh, yeah. I took it off. You see I took it off? I didn't notice, no. Yeah, I took it off. Insane. Wow. Trying to reduce drag. That's fair. Increase what do you need it when you have all the space, you know? Yeah. But... Well, that's an exciting current event. I mean, that really tops a lot of, a lot of current What you've events. got going on? Um, it's looking like chill week. I think I'm just going to run really hard this week. I don't think I'll be competing again. There will be a meet again at Penn State, but I don't think I'm, they're going to take me. So. Well, well, we got two days from now, the, uh, the peaceful transition of power. Yeah, I'm glad you're going up north and not going to that. <laughs> dear goodness i don't even think you can get within across 10 blocks. yeah i don't even think you get across the border it's 
I don't know. We haven't really gone down there, so I'm sure you could get to the Anacostia Riverfront. Yeah, that's not. If you went down the Anacostia, what is that? Ward nine. Yeah, no one like, cares. See, the thing is, they're so un- they're so they're treated so poorly in that ward that like no one cares. I'm sure they closed that beer- they're closing that bridge down by the navy yard though. Yeah, but I think you could get the main. I mean, the main thing is eventually you'd get to a point where you'd like reach a barricade. And yeah. then that, like, to me, if I if I was still here Wednesday, I might do it just for that. Well, you know. Just to say, like, I was in the area on the day. I wouldn't, I don't want to get hurt. Eh? And there might be, you never know. I don't think it's going to be bad. I'm always erring on the side of not bad. But, you know. To say but, like, first. that's that's why you go down the Anacostia. Because, like, none of those fucking weirdos, those terrorists are going to. Good, none of them gonna, look like be an explicit podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but none of them were, like none of them looked like they were in good aerobic shape. Like no. maybe some of them like could you know like obviously they banged in the windows, but like we just you just start biking like they're not following. Uh, it's true. Yeah, you don't want to cause any real issues. I think it's under heavy heavy guard. Or you could bring um a disguise. You know? Like uh, you could bring a, a blindfold. <laughs> And just have a friend pretend like, to be like, blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like walking around, dude. Not no one's gonna no one's gonna mess with you then. Ah. Although I feel like the cops might be like, yeah, this guy's playing a prank, or he's like, you know, using that to his advantage. But anyways, why would you? Yeah. I mean, I've never been to an inauguration. Hopefully one day I can go. But you know, Tom Hanks is gonna do the virtual one, so why not, not just watch it virtually? And they say watch it virtually, less risk of COVID. So. Yeah, that's when I ultimately pulled the trigger. And there's no school because we still haven't started class yet, so just pop it on the television and just watch it. Yeah. Dude, that's the other thing. I feel like that's the thing we just don't talk about because it's become part of our life, but like we do nothing all day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we run for the mo- most part or do something active at least. Yeah, I mean like that's, that's kind of your job. Whether it's... Well, yeah, but you too. You're either biking or going for a hike or walking if you're not running, you know? Yeah, but it's like there's just the the, the sheer lack of responsibility, and like to me that's it's amazing. The trade off of college though, because it's like finals was hell. Like that was so stressful and so god, like I hated that. But like I knew that like this time was coming, but now this time is, is kind of ending pretty yeah. soon. Last semester for me, hopefully. Oh yeah, that'll be a treat. That's true. Any advice for uh? incoming college people who i'm sure listen to this podcast oh yeah if you're a freshman or a sophomore um my advice is just keep doing whatever you're doing <laughs> enjoy life uh don't panic about the small things you get through it also find out what fats of the bear is and tell me because i'm still looking at it and i can't figure out <laughs> what is happening indeed well you know bears their thing. I saw a video of a polar bear today. A polar bear cub. Let me tell you, that thing was so cute. And then it hit 10 weeks and you're like, cute. And then it hit 10 months and you're like, bear. Bear. <laughs> bear. It was scary. Yeah, they grow fast. Those things are monsters. Yeah, that's what I kind of wish about the human race. Is like, I just wish we developed faster. You know? It takes... Well, like, we it takes, have agriculture. Yes. But, okay, human by far best species on the planet. To like live in my opinion yeah i would not want to be a microbe or I, coronavirus true. i might want to suck. be a, a lynx those are pretty cool a lynx have you seen a move the ears they're like a cat 
Oh, they got, like, I was imagining like one of those Lincoln logs. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a Lincoln log. <laughs> but you know, they have memory, apparently. Lincoln logs, nothing to be afraid of. Anyway, Mongols have taught us that. Bears. Beats. Do you think that human, like a stray human one day, will try and like start a bear tribe and teach them agriculture? And how worried should we be about that? So I'm not concerned because the only human I think capable of doing that is maybe Nate. And, <laughs> Nate? Uh, what I don't about Laskowski? I feel like he, he could... He's not nefarious enough to want to... If anybody's wondering who these people are, Laskowski is our roommate. Yes. And the man who has left the bagel <laughs> in the recording studio. And Nate is a good friend of ours. Um, both very intelligent. We believe that they could teach bears agriculture, um, which for they have to learn reasons, agriculture first. To be clear, well, Cause... we're not going to reveal why bears learning agriculture is a problem. I feel like that's just like self-intuitive. Like, well, that's... we don't want people to go off teaching bears agriculture because of our podcast. Yeah, but you just said you weren't worried about it. I'm not too concerned. <laughs> there might be someone out there. You never know. I mean, to me, this is why we need Mars as a backup. That's like, an crazy. asteroid hits Earth or bears learning agriculture, we could be fucked. Like, those are world-ending events. Do we there. send the bears to Mars if they learn agriculture? We could definitely dupe them into telling them Mars has better soil for agriculture. Possibly. But, uh, also, Mars, like, I don't know, that just seems... Imagine being born on Earth and going to Mars. That just seems so cool. Like, you... You just, you have two very distinct parts in your life. It'd be like, you know, going your to the Earth new world. Life, yeah. Mars life. And it's true. I don't know. Especially if you could come back. I mean, if it only, like, imagine being able to go to Mars and come back. And like, that was part of your job. Like you were a diplomat or something. I've read, I read a book called Marooned and it was about Jamestown from like 1607 to 1612-ish. Oh, yeah. So it's really... I think people consider 1619 really the start of colonial Mm. America and not so much starving and dying. Mm. But you could say 1612, 1615 because they start to move out of the fort. But, oh my gosh, do I not want to do that. (laughs) It sounds horrible. I think they were in the fort for over a year and a half. The in-between the first and second resupplies, or the second and third resupplies, I don't think they ever left Jamestown Fort, which is like... Well, they were getting shot by um, natives, and they were, you know. But yeah, like being in one place for a year, like I, I could hardly do that for a month. And starving and dying. Yeah. And just being terrified of what's out there. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> that is is similar, but. But the, you know, we're pretty advanced now. I think yeah. We could figure it out. I think that's the thing about now is back then, like, because most of the people went to Jamestown, like, weren't they looking for gold? Or something. Um, like they were not bright people. They were confused, yeah. I mean, not everyone was looking for gold, but people were coming over just trying to escape. Honestly, that could happen again. Just people trying to... The rich people trying to make it, you know, be yes, rich. Yes, but the first... And the poor the people first, just trying not to be poor. Like, the first human detachment to Mars will be very smart scientists. And so, going there and, like, one of the first... Like, being one of the first thousand humans, say, there... Like, every day, there, you would be purposeful. Like, you would be building something, you would be doing experiments, you would I think be... you could say, like, John Cabot was kind of like... Or Henry Hudson, right? They were the first people, really, to the New World. I'm not counting Columbus, because he only ever went to Cuba, so he doesn't count. But, 
Wait, he didn't. I, I thought he made it to the Aztecs. He never stepped foot on anything other than he never stepped foot on North or South America. Columbus did, himself. Did he come in contact with the Aztecs? Mm-mm, no. Just um, who was that? The natives of that was Cortez. Oh, right, 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 right. And they, it's interesting. I, mean, I don't want to dwell. I don't want to go too deep into it, but. Columbus did bring smallpox to the Aztec Empire via the natives on Cuba mm-hmm. and Hispaniola, who ended up traveling from there to Venezuela or Colombia and then onwards and ended up um, getting uh, Aztecs and Incas. Sick Do you think if Columbus had hit Virginia instead of Cuba, we'd be speaking Spanish in America? I don't know. I think no. The Spanish had a different goal for the New World, and the Indies and South America and Latin America were a lot more prosperous for what the Spanish wanted. Which was gold. Gold and sugar mm-hmm. and um, that kind of thing. When they got to Jamestown, they were just running behind, and they were willing to take anything. Mm-hmm. So they tried glassworks. Um, they obviously looked for gold. Timber ended up being the big thing before... Timber and tar ended up being the big thing before... Um, Tobacco and the yeah. tobacco obviously grew pretty well, but I but, don't think the Spanish would have. I mean, the Spanish had been to Jamestown prior, mm-hmm. I think thirty years in the prior, and they did not like the terrain at all. They recognized it as a bad place to to land, so they're more interested in missionaries. But that's a little Jamestown history right there, pre-colonial. History. Yeah, we went we went back and we went forward. Yeah. Mars, Mars, bears. Jamestown, <laughs> the Spanish Indies, the past, the future, but really it's all about the now. The now is what creates the past and the future, because without the now, you can't talk about the past or the future. You know, the now is a present, after all. Exactly. It's a gift. All right, we will see you sometime in the future. Bye.